0: Today I have the pleasure of speaking with Kojo Owusukusi, aka Citizens, the illustrator, painter, and graphic designer you may have stumbled upon on Instagram. Welcome to the show.
1: Hey, thank you. How are you doing?
0: Good, good. Thank you for taking the time out to talk. I'm excited to learn about your artistic journey and how you became the creative that you are today. So <laughs> where did the name Citizens come from?
1: Um, it came from a friend, um, one of my close friends. He, he basically gave me the name. Mm-hmm. Um, it was originally for like a for a brand. It was just really for a clothing line, and then just people just kept just calling me that.
0: Okay, so yeah. where are you from?
1: I grew up in Ghana. I left Ghana when I was like three, um, and moved to uh, South South London. Mm-hmm. So I grew up mostly in South London, um, really, at that time, there wasn't really a lot of Ghanaian, like really a lot of African people. There It was mostly younger, young, I mean, older, older, white, white, English, British people and um, more of like a Caribbean. A lot of Caribbean people have moved to like Brixton, Clapham, okay. those like South, South, Thornheath, um, those areas. So, um, yeah, I grew up in Thornheath. Um, So I grew up with like a lot of Jamaicans, like my nanny was Jamaican, everybody, really, a lot of my friends were Jamaican, so, or any different Trinidad or or whatever. So um, I grew up in England, left England when I was um, maybe like 12, Mm -hmm. 12, 13, and came to America. And in America, I've lived like a bunch of different places, New Virginia, Maryland, Texas, Kansas. Uh, just a, a bunch of different places, and and yeah, that's really has been my journey to where I am now.
0: So, how did you have an interest in the arts? When did you start creating, or when did you realize that you were an artist?
1: Uh, I, I have no idea. That I can't really tell you. I just remember being really only first, um, really the only first like memories of being a, like an artist or painting or having some interest in artists um like my 10th birthday my, my one of my uncles bought me like a paint set mm-hmm. um, I guess price or something or whatever so i mean from there just been painting um, like i said growing up in england the school system was very kind of it was very different it's very they're very i don't know how it is nowadays but and then especially where I was living, They're very much on culture and they're very much about arts. And so so I had a lot of chances to like really do a lot in school. In elementary primary school, I had like a lot, like a really a lot. When I think about like the things that I was able to do or learn or just just get to experience in primary school in England. It was, it was a lot it was, it was especially when it comes to art a lot of my had a lot of friends who did painted and drew too so it was just one of those things that in school it was like it was very much like given so yeah from there um I just just really would just draw myself like a lot of my my parents wouldn't really i mean they would like say oh yeah you're good at drawing and stuff but it wasn't mm-hmm. really worth, like investing like supplies and whatnot so I I really learned just from the ground up like by myself really so anything from pencils to pen like a regular pen online paper like whatever it was I just draw I'm just drawing it and and so a lot of every mostly everything I've learned is like self-taught and just from curiosity.
0: Wow so what art do you most identify with?
1: Oh man, I don't even know. I can't <laughs> I, I there isn't really I can't I can't really say um identify with a certain cause I, I just see art and different forms of art are just ways of expressing yourself and, right. and um I do see like with a lot of other artists they, they may have like one style or they are just have an interest in like one field of like style or study they just find their style and they stick with it but um like I said I don't know what it is but just growing up I just I learned a lot of different styles like I was very much I mean really if I was gonna say one thing that really I I like the most is fantasy art like Mm. like fantasy shit like like fantasy novels with just like yeah, I'm very much Surrealist into
0: the realist type of art.
1: Yeah, I'm very much into that like the whole like um I don't know if you remember like those old Conan the Barbarian um <laughs> novels and stuff like yeah, that.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. Dice, the ones you like play you have to it comes with like a dice and you roll the dice and it tells you <laughs> where to go to like I I'm, I'm a nerd as do like.
0: That's awesome. I mean,
1: yeah, growing up in England, I guess like I would say that like fantasy art mostly is like what i like the most
0: oh great um so how would you describe your own work for someone that doesn't really know what you do and um what is your work about
1: um my work is about just um my basically i try to um uh Connections between like this worldwide African culture. So mm-hmm. it's not African culture that's within America. I mean within Africa, but more of African culture and how it's expressed in other in in other places other than in Africa. So I mean, it took a while to get to that point, but yeah, at this point, basically. That's my whole, that's my whole thing is to be able to display and show our similarities within, within art.
0: Um, and so uh, do you stick with one medium or do you kind of um, do pretty much everything and play with different types of mediums and materials?
1: I just never had an interest of having like one medium or one style um, throughout school, art school, and just, just do everything. I've just been able to try out everything so and the my favorite artists are always the artists that are you know they can jump from doing like sculpture to like yeah just any type of medium I just feel like as an artist you can do a lot it's just yeah I don't really have one style I don't
0: really believe in that do you feel like you're creatively fulfilled are you creatively satisfied
1: I would say that I'm creatively content at this mm-hmm. moment like uh, i i am at a point i feel like where i know exactly what i like what i want to do and how i want to do it and a lot of the things that i've worked towards when it comes to art um, i'm finally getting the 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 option and the the, the leeway to get to do those things
0: okay so. um so how important do you think social media is uh, for people to learn about who you are? Or how do you see yourself as an artist using those tools to, I guess, gain more pop- popularity? Do you feel like social media is important? Um, is it, you know, something that all artists should do to reach people or to have um, ways to get? you know, another source of income. So this would be a more so a question for someone who is either a self-taught artist or a student that's looking to have art as a full-time position. Um, so just, is that a resource that's important to have?
1: Um. Yeah, I mean, at this moment in time, and especially these days, especially what's been going on, um, the Inability for people to gather and whatnot. Um, mm-hmm. I would definitely say, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Social media. I don't want to say, yeah, like as a blanket answer, because you know uh, some artists they're able to make a living or whatnot in a different mm-hmm. way, right? You know, I have friends who shit. They don't really matter about social media for them, but they have their ways. They have their clients. You know, I think it's really about. Um, what you want to what you're trying to get out of everything so and for me um with the type of brands the branding the type of uh lifestyle and just the type of um things that i want to be able to um achieve yes 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 social media is very important when it comes to expanding and you that see you and uh um, in a regular basis, in a physical basis. So um, yeah, um, it's very important. I think, for me, I think it's super important, like mm-hmm. to, be, to be up in time with, with social media, technology, those things, like the way life is going, the way society is going, you have to keep up. You have to be able to do that, to like get online. But but like I said, not it's not for everybody.
0: Mm-hmm. You know? What is the best advice that you've ever been given?
1: Man, get some land, get some land, and, and meet this country man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Other than that, you know, uh, that's pretty much, man. Like just just preparing yourself for like older age.
0: Right?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, maybe it's because of the age I'm at. That that's basically a lot of what's what's um, been been on my mind is how will I be able to, um, when I'm no longer hip and no longer younger and young or know what's, what's, what's popping is how will I be able to, how would I be able to live when I'm older? Okay. Yes.
0: <laughs> so, um, what work do you enjoy doing the most in terms of your artwork? Um, like what projects or what things do you enjoy doing the most?
1: My own shit.
0: Your own shit. <laughs>
1: That's it. Really, that's really it. Everything else is, you know, you have to, it's, it's a process. Everything else is really much a process. of um, re- From research to even just finding the energy and just, yeah, it's a lot of research, a lot of like waiting on the, I don't know what it is called, but I just call it like, God just talks to me and just tells me. But when it comes to my own shit, it's really pretty much like it just comes. And a lot of times it comes and I'm, and it's just, I hold on to it and it just keeps like, hey, hey, do this, do this. And and then I just do it. So Mm. those are really the easiest ones where it's just it flows out where I don't, it doesn't really require research and and mood boards and all these things. like, I, I like how the answers just come. And, it.
0: and do you share that personal work or is that something that you keep sacred to yourself? Is that also some things <laughs> that you share on social media or.
1: I don't do all that. Oh, this is sacred to me. Like, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean, uh, it's not stupid. I understand some people have, you know, some level of therapy and things like that. for them. But yeah, I've never really been that type. I've, I've always grown up. With the with like people around me, peers and whatnot, critiquing me, so it's not really anything. I'm I'm very much used to like, uh, like for me, I'm doing it for the, for others. Like, okay. yeah.
0: So, um, has your family um, been supportive of your choice to be an artist?
1: Um. Yes, I know. Mm-hmm. Um, no, yes, because um, I mean, they like, kick me out of their house or nothing like that. Um, but my parents are African. They're first generation to come to America, to like leave Africa. Um, it, it took a while for me to understand it or just to understand their mind state. Um, but they, they, they're supportive as as much as like, uh, what would be a word for it? Um, you know, at a at a ground level is not you know they're supportive
0: surface, yeah,
1: yeah. But when 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 you're saying like like my son is an artist, so my son he's thirteen, he paints. Um, I mean, he draws everything. Mm-hmm. So when when I think of support, mm-hmm. I would see support as providing material, providing, mm-hmm. you know, providing. Options and and whatnot Um, that wasn't really something I had. My parents never really bought me supplies before that. None of that. But uh, but again, that's African. Well, let me not say African, but Ghanaian culture, Akan culture, is very much about like your outside, like your uncles and pretty much your uncles and your aunties are the ones that really like keep those keep an eye on on those type of things and provide Mm. you things. Okay. Yeah, our, like Ashanti people are weird. Like, we very much like, your parents don't really do too much for you. They do stuff for like their nieces and stuff. And then your uncle does it. <laughs> I don't know, it's weird. That's actually, like,
0: it's not weird for me. That's funny because it's the same in Zimbabwean culture where it's like your your aunts and your uncles are actually your little moms and your big moms. And they're the ones that take on the responsibility to basically raise you. <laughs> and your parents are just there. <laughs>
1: yeah, I think that's from like maternal. Is from a maternal um, because we're all very much coming from a matriarchal like um, mm. um, family structure. Okay. So with that, a lot of the times it it, it falls on like the other f- side of the family to um, provide you stuff. Because I I know right. like in Nigerian movies and stuff. It's always like the uncles and mm-hmm. stuff like. That. I guess it's very much Af- a lot of African people are like that. But um, yeah, no, and then no. Just because of the fact that um, you know they gave they they had their they would stop me for doing this. They didn't really see or try to see or understand where it could take me, or you know when it came to like people stepping in. They they didn't really like, but but it's all because they, it's just not their reality. I right. come from seeing people doing art, and you know they're they're coming from Africa. They're, they all they know is that you gotta be a doctor. You know, they're very much about work, you know, work okay. nine to
0: five. Yeah. So then what was your motivation? Like what, like encouraged you to move forward <laughs> knowing that, you know, that wasn't really something that, um, was looked upon as something that could have been your journey, but how did you stay forth and just continue with pursuing um, that?
1: It was just, I was good. <laughs> I, mean, I, was, I was just really, I was good. But like, I ain't gonna lie, <laughs> I ain't gonna lie, like school, like you know, when we ever did projects, mm-hmm. it was me do posters and I would win art projects and, and just teachers would tell me, like, yo, mm-hmm. you know, so it wasn't really anything where I needed like
0: my reassurance parents. or anything like that. I got my
1: first job doing art and when I was in when I was in middle school. So I, like I never really, you know, as long as I could get over myself, there wasn't really anything else that would tell me like, you know, for me to be like, oh, I'm, you know. So
0: that's great, yeah. I just like doing art.
1: Like it's just I didn't need motivation because I felt I just feel like it's part of me. And then seeing like graffiti and like i had uncle, like I had a cousin with the same my same name. He's a little bit older than me. And he used to like do like little stuff, and um. I used to. So it was just like seeing, oh, that's cool. And then he would take me here and see this. and that. So very much like...
0: Who you are. <laughs> <laughs> so how do you cultivate a collector base?
1: A collector base. Okay. That's a good question. My way was very different. The way... I've got people who still, like, who I still work with from, like, 15 years ago. 20 years ago. Like...
0: Wow. Like, art, when I, I
1: started, like, like, actually getting paid, like, on a night, on a, like, whatever you say, like, part-time or full-time basis for art when I was in, like, uh, eighth, ninth grade. So, so from there, I understood how to, like, attract people and get customers and -hmm. work with people on certain things and and just build that rapport Mm -hmm. where, yeah, so, my, my thing was very grassroots, like, so... I I don't even know how to answer that on like a strategic like base. My my thing is just working with people that I know. Working with mostly like black people. Like yeah. Like my, my goal. Yeah, my goal is just to like. I know black people need shit, and they don't really want to go to somebody else outside of the culture or somebody that doesn't understand where they're from. So being that I was very much well rounded, like I grew up in D I I grew up in. DMV. So I mm. go. So I was doing a lot of work, Google like t-shirts and working with like um, DC brands like We Are One, Rugged Wear. Rugged Wear gave me my first job as a kid. Wow. So it was, yeah just meeting you. So from there working at a shop in, in, in like Springfield or in, in like Woodbridge. Like these were all pivotal times in like DMV area. Like, where you would meet certain people that later on in life, like, they're going to help you out. Like, they're going to need shit. So, mm-hmm. it, yeah, I don't know, man. This is my, my steps have been ordered, like, very much. Yeah.
0: Well, I would say that I am grateful for social media because that's when I found out about your work. And um, I don't know if you remember, but I purchased the mermaid piece that you did. Um, it's just like a female who's a mermaid, and then there were sail ships in the back. Um, but yeah i was just like wow because at that time not too many people were doing you know very black art you know like with uh, a, a black people that are centered that's in the center and that's you know a part of <laughs> a part of life and just showing a different perspective of you know, all the different types of black people that you could possibly have, um, which is why I digged your work because it was, yeah, it was unap- unapologetically black and unapologetically African. <laughs> so it was dope. What kind of research do you do um, for the pieces that aren't your personal works?
1: Uh, all the types. I do research every day. Yeah. Like, I think, like, like I I try to go myself in uh, just watch a lot. I read a lot. Um, I just I listen to a lot of stuff. Like I spend days where I'm just like, okay, I'm just gonna watch documentaries about mm-hmm. like Stokely Carmichael or like I'm just gonna find like I just I like to engulf myself in like a lot because I understand that like being an artist like you're only as good as what you what you know or like what you've experienced like. Yeah. <laughs> From what I've what I've experienced, I can definitely see that. Like the more like the more you're able to like just cover a lot of subjects, the more you're able to like just get work and just it's just because it's like you're trying to like decode people's feelings and emotions and their history,
0: mm-hmm. connect
1: to visually so they so they can like have some type of feeling. So yeah. Um, yeah, I'm just very much about, but but when it comes to doing other people's work, um, I'm pretty much, um, yeah, it just depends on what it is. If I'm not knowledgeable in it, i have definitely taken some time. And like like I said, I watch, watch a documentary, read some articles, mm-hmm. just engulf myself as much as I, I can, because that's a treat for me, you know what I'm saying? For me to expand myself and know some, get, some, get to know something new.
0: How important is it for artists to reflect the times?
1: Um, it's, I think it's very important. Um, I don't, I don't understand why you wouldn't, I mean, I can, I can understand why not, but (laughs) a little bit, but I don't really, yeah, I I think it's very important. I mean, how, why can you, how can you not? Like, I think it's very important just because where, where the, um, like we're the scribes, we're like the we're, we're, we're the artisans, like thousands of years from now, like people are gonna read or look at our shit and just to get a glimpse of like what was going on, what was people right. wearing. What mm-hmm. was people's mind statement. then? You know what I'm saying? So um yeah, I'm 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 always feeling like, yeah, you you got to. That's I mean that's the only best way to impact. You know what I mean? But it's always good to mix it up.
0: Definitely. Know. How is it Is it important to you to teach others art? Mm.
1: Like, teach other people art, like, as in, like, the technique of drawing?
0: Um, Some artists do paint and sips, some artists Mm -hmm. do like instructions for people that have no training in art whatsoever. Um, Do you feel that it's important to help people unleash their inner artist?
1: yeah I mean, if you say it that way, definitely, just for the fact that I think like art um, art can help you push like push and push boundaries for yourself and it helps with like esteem and like I, f- I feel like um it, it does help you like engage or reach back into that younger self and that part of your brain that you know society doesn't really allow us to use too much. Um, but Yeah, I, I think it's very important. I think it's it's very important. I don't think you gotta teach people how to actually draw, but give allowing letting them know that you don't need to have the skill of um, Michelangelo to draw. Like that's just him. Like right. you have your t- interpretation. You have your style. Mm-hmm. You know you have your way of seeing things and, and th- that's the thing i like just allowing people to know that it's not a it's not a competition it's not some type of thing where you're going to get a grade that's going to be like it's not going to be in your credit score it's just definitely
0: <laughs> there's no mistakes
1: it is mistakes like definitely there's no mistakes at all
0: so if you were to describe your artistic style in five words what would it be
1: it's not even five four so it's a concept called Maya I don't want to butcher the guy I don't want to forget the guy's name who came up with this but it's it's most advanced yet acceptable
0: most advanced yet acceptable
1: yes so basically what, what it's saying is being able to give somebody something that they're able to like that they feel comfortable with something that they know Something that they've seen before, but then still at the same time is tweaked or is pushed out of its normal boundary, but mm-hmm. in a way that is tasteful still to them, but all within an African viewpoint.
0: Nice, nice. Worldwide
1: African viewpoint, so not just in Africa.
0: So, how can we learn more about your future projects and how can we purchase your work? Where do we go?
1: Um, well, future projects and, and purchasing, mostly the best places like Instagram. That's mm-hmm. mostly, I have everything collectively on and, where well, I'm mostly on myself. Everything else is really just extra stuff. But um, yeah, Instagram, citizens, C-I-T-I-Z-I-N-S.
0: If you don't mind sharing, what materials do you use for someone that wants to start out and do something or is already familiar with the art practice but just wants to get an idea of, you know, new materials to use? What would you recommend?
1: Uh, I mean, basically just anything like uh, acrylic, basic acrylic. You don't got to be fancy. I use like dollar acrylics. It don't matter, like... I can use crayon, like whatever. So I'll definitely say, um, acrylic, um, pastels, dry pastels, always good. Um, mm-hmm. before you, try it. um, I use a lot. I, I, I don't have like some material that I don't use. Like I mm-hmm. use fabric to using, um, like watercolor. Like I, like I said, I, I I either tried it out or I trained myself on, on really everything from oil painting to, yeah, everything.
0: All right. We're getting ready to wrap up, but name something you love and why. It could be anything, art, non-art related.
1: One thing that I love. Um, I love that I, I, I can, one thing I've recently been, um, just really amazed by is just the fact that like i can have a son that draws like that's that's
0: just, awesome <laughs> you know.
1: it's it's very funny it makes me want to like go back and like look into like my family to see um who else even just looking at my other nephews and like my nieces and trying to find out what what type of um what type of family are we you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. what kind of love have because um, my brother sings. He, he's a, like a multiple instru- instrument artist. He's actually, a really, he's actually a very popular gospel singer in Ghana.
0: Wow, okay. <laughs>
1: like a very popular Ghanaian gospel singer. But yeah, just things like that. And then finding out that like my myself, I'm named after one of my, my uncles. He was, mm-hmm. he, he was a graphic art artist. He worked at like a newspaper. He did like graphics for newspapers. And so just stuff like that, I'm just very much like intrigued at these days just trying to find out like family lineage and like you know oh understand yeah I really want to go deep into that like that's my one of the next things I want to do like just stay here in America for a while get some money and then like take some time to go to back to Ghana and like really get deep into like into like family tradition and understanding like what what we were before everything. Yeah. That's so I can, I wanna learn like lang- language and like pro because I really suck at my own like my own like language. So I oh, wanna read really? re- yeah, I wanna relearn that, learn like the writing system and symbolisms and mm. just feel like African, like the more I've been reading, the more I've been like experiencing like a lot of things like just like our symbols and how our symbols were like, uh, what's the shit called? The RUF, what's the shit where you put your, you can scan your, um, your phone. Uh,
0: yeah, I know she's talking, is it PQR code or something like that? I don't know, like, something. Yeah, <laughs>
1: but like basically our like systems were like that. Because wow. code is just, it's a symbol that you put to find out more information. So like an a or symbol, is basically you look at that Adinkra symbol and it can tell you like the meaning mm-hmm. and there's there's an actual whole thing like a whole, a whole story
0: of something behind it wow just um, looking at that symbol yeah so
1: these are certain things and just going back and tracing like how even Yoruba and Akan people are connected
0: mm. like, how,
1: just going taking that and back to how we all derive from like our main place of like being in Kenya and Sudan and white folks do it all the time they always going back to Greece and Latin and all these shit. Yeah. And Egypt is our Greek Greece and our our land and our our so we can actually trace back and find out where we get our symbols from just by going back there.
0: That's amazing. You know. But even this whole point that you're saying um and just how you want to research your family and where the artistic, you know, how yeah. gifted everybody is and why I feel like naturally as, you know, African people, we are naturally creative. I think yeah. it's in the way that we, you know, do funeral processions or in the way that we get married and the way that we dress and the way that we speak in the languages. You even mentioned the drink symbols, like, it's not just a picture, you know, there's a meaning behind everything that we do. And I think it's really special that, you know, instinctively we have that gift, but it's just um, maybe applying and understanding where it's stemming from so that we can even, you know, take it up a notch even higher.
1: (laughs) Really, I was listening to this interview with Dapper Dan Mm. and I had no idea, but I remember I was watching, I was reading, uh, um, I was listening to Mike Tyson's podcast, and he was saying that he went to Dapper Dan's place, and he asked the Africans where it was Dapper Dan, and and I was like, what? And he was like, he was talking about how like Dapper Dan's whole shit was run by Senegalisi.
0: Are you serious? Like, I didn't even know that.
1: Yeah, they're the ones doing. It. He had he had gone to Africa. With like some like um, some grassroots movement in D.C. I mean in New York, and that's where he got the idea for everything. He said that's where he went and got the idea. Ghostface said he went to Africa and he got the idea for Supreme Clientele and changed his whole rhyming scheme and everything. How he like rhymes since then. Like there's a like I don't know what it is, but there's something like there's There's something something there about us that we don't really we don't have time because of capitalism and
0: things like, i don't know what but. no i understand but i feel like it's also not just africans i notice it in african americans i notice it in afro brazilians like there's something that is just africans, well <laughs> Af- we're all africans we're all <laughs> africans did <laughs> i say afro, i'm my? Yeah, everybody okay <laughs> i didn't know if we were on the same page <laughs>
1: Well, that doesn't, like, to me, it doesn't make sense for us to say, like, because even when you look at everywhere we've gone, we make changes in, in things. And in, yeah. We, and we, like, Moors went into Europe, changed everything. hmm Black people living in America changed Change. everything. Everybody. Jamaicans being in, like, the Caribbean, Everything for everybody. When I say, it, I, feel, I don't say we stop. Like, Black culture don't me like African culture and black culture is the same thing like thank you you. I don't think like just because you you like you create culture in Africa and and those same African people leave and create culture somewhere else that it's not African it's the same shit we're just doing it we're just doing our culture but we're doing it in the way that we can do it in the environment that we're in that's why we can never be part of capitalism
0: this is true. This is very true. They
1: clear themselves out. They stop being Italian. They stop being this to be white. You can't stop being African to be white. So you'll we'll never be part of capitalism. That's why they always use us as the fucking scapegoat. Just like me. Like I want to. I want to travel Africa. Like Africa. I want to travel. Like all of like Everywhere. As as, and just experience because. I what was it like three years ago. I had a chance to go to like parts of East Africa. Mm-hmm. At first, I was just like I didn't know what I was gonna expect, but even though it's very much like different because of the governments and stuff that's set up in East Africa is a little bit less free
0: mm-hmm. than
1: Africa. But like places like Uganda, Uganda is just like Ghana. Like it's the, you no, know, they might drink a lot, a little bit more, but it's the same, same. type of shit. Like, yeah, like every even people when I was in South Africa, people on Zulu. like people just kept saying I oh, was Zulu, Zulu. I was like, no, I'm not Zulu, bro. Like Uganda people thought I was, um, I was from, uh, I spoke like Kiri, Bogo or something. I don't know, but it's, yeah, it's just like we need it. We need to like be really like be like I have this strong urge for uh, to, like to be one and then let people feel that because I feel like. we we just be lonely. We we have our individual cultures and then from there we're just lonely. White men can tell you, hey, that British people came from, the language came from Greece and then from Latin to Mm -hmm. (laughs) German. Tell you that shit all day. But we don't, like, we think, oh, I'm, I'm Ghanaian. It's just Ghanaian. We just came up with our language out of nowhere. No. Like, there's words in, like, there's words in Senegalese words in, in a kind that mean the same thing and it's absolutely yeah. yeah like so many and we don't and it's crazy a lot of the shit that i've learned about Africa is from african americans a lot of the things i've learned about Africa is from people outside of the continent I feel like we need to really like learn days. from each other <laughs> yes that's it <laughs>
0: yeah definitely yeah it's true it's true
1: all these wars about each other's cultures, the same shit. We're just mm-hmm. doing it. A Caribbean person can't do African culture the same way an American person is going to do African culture. It's the same African culture, but we're doing it the best way we can in the environments that we're given. So that's it. I'm very much passionate. Like, I wish I could just, like, have a lot of money and just, like, take, man, ghetto kids to, like, Africa for life.
0: Man, could you imagine, like, that's something so powerful. Like, if we can just do exchanges that way, have some kids from a continent come over here and then vice versa.
1: What will happen, though. Mm-hmm. I think it, it's happened in small, in small numbers, like, in a lot of different places. Like, I really did. I don't know what it is, but it's just, man, We it's just vibrations and, like, connections and, like, how you just connected to different people. Like, I've been blessed to, like, has, pe- speaking of, like, especially, like, really, my thing is, like, I feel like Black America is what will save Africa. Like, Black America can really save Africa, and, and vice versa, and Africa can save Black America.
0: Can you and elaborate it- a little bit? I mean, if you have time, I'd love to just understand where you're getting at with this.
1: Because... We're not like, the main point is like, we live, I right, so right now we all live in a capitalist. Capitalism automatically is, is not made for black people. It's mm-hmm. not made for people of, it's not really even made for anybody other than rich white men that own land. That's right. it, always what it's been. And slowly throughout, like, I feel like slowly through the history of capitalism from the beginning, from, from us being the actual fuel of capitalism body-wise mm-hmm. and physically can, like, wise, to so us being workers, like from us being shipped to different parts of like places to work, even after like, um, World War II. Like, when you look at all these major things that happened, they've always used us in a way, but not in a way where we're part of it. Like, mm-hmm. for instance, you look at the Irish. Irish came. Irish came out of, Irish when when I was living in England in the early, in the late eighties, there used to be signs, no blacks, no Irish, no dogs. Like Irish people in England aren't considered white.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Nobody is considered white unless you're German, French or um, British. That's it. Those are only three that were considered white. Scottish people aren't considered white. And when they came to America, which became like the main vibration and center of, cult, of capitalist culture in the world, they were able to switch out of that, out of what they were told they were and become part of the capitalist system. So you can see Irish people came, did law enforcement. Mm. Irish, Italian people came, also did law enforcement. And because of their um, illegal trade, just like everybody else had, they were able to go into law enforcement. They're able to go into um, into a lot of business and a lot of politics. All these people have done it. Asian people have done the same shit. They're just very much not into politics. They don't mm. really, They don't vote like that. Asian people mm. don't really vote. So, but other than that, when it comes to property, when it comes to business, they found their way into capitalism and found their respected view. Only folks that's not been able to do it and can't, is black. And even if you look in American history, it came to a point where it was either the white people that really, the real white people, the real elite white people said, either we're gonna make these other white people white, I mean, other Europeans white, or we're gonna keep them like with the blacks. And they saw that that caused a workers type of um, buildup where people, workers got together and they started fighting against the elite, saying so right. they're really like, yo, nah, you can't do that. We need Black people always, no matter what, to be the slaves. You can't be, capitalism requires a slave class. Mm. We are, like, Black people have not realized that because nobody's taught, because a lot of Black people don't know because we're not taught really what capitalism is. Like, people think capitalism was there in Moses' time, in everybody's time. Like, capitalism's new. It's the most newest shit ever. Like, if we really had capitalism like in Roman times and shit, the whole world would be fucked. Up.
0: Like, yeah, completely done. different. Yeah.
1: So, like, capitalism is just a brand new thing. It's a brand new and it's a foolish, young young minded concept. From, mm. like, foolish young people, white people that, Europeans just started getting into the world stage when you look at civilization. So, when you look at everything, it's just not not part of it. We're not black people are not part of they never were there's no place for them other than to be either in jail working or slave that's it but the good thing about them being here and seeing everything they know the game they understand they're at the like until you come to america you like you don't understand like how it is to live as a black person yeah. like when I came to America from England, I didn't know shit about Martin Luther King and Malcolm X and all these people. But today I feel like I was there. Like, I feel like because of the experiences I've, I've experienced from racism in America, just even just understanding the pain, like understanding that, okay, I'm going to live here. I'm going to have children that are going to be here. They're going to be classified as these people. Yeah, I'm being... As, these, as this, it don't matter what, it doesn't matter if I'm a Christian, it don't matter if I'm, what what, what my name is, where I'm from. Nothing, if you're
0: black, you black.
1: <laughs> and then so knowing that, we can save a lot of other Africans and other people, black people in the diaspora a lot of fucking time. Mm. We can let them know this shit is not what they say it is. It's like everybody else outside of America Or outside of like Western world, looks at America or the West as the meal ticket. Yeah. Brain like how how much brain drain have we been doing in Africa since our uncles and our uncles left Africa? The smartest of them. All left to
0: come to America. To Imagine tax- if we went back and just invested in Africa. All of us that are here right now, yeah, <laughs> and so African Americans that- and all Africans everywhere. If we go back and just invest <laughs> in Africa,
1: no. Like I told you, the person that gave me the name Citizens mm. is is one of my closest friends. He he grew up in Ghana. He's like very, his he, and he comes from like a very high, like very rich family, like. Mm. In, they're half, like, you know, they're Lebanese, so they own industries. Mm. And I grew up, went to, like, schools with, like, all the presidents, kids, and all mm. of that. And when I met him, like I said, I, I, when I left Ghana when I was three, I had never gone back till mm. I was five is when I went back to Ghana. And before that, he was telling me, like, bro, come to Ghana. come," Because I never knew there was Africans in Africa, that knew the whole Jay-Z Blueprint album. Like, can rap, knows about Mob Deep, and, like, wow. knows, I know these things. Like, I didn't really chill with a lot of Ghanaian people like that, unless okay. you were my cousins, mm. unless you were, like, you know, cool, like, grew up same way I grew up, d Like, right. you know what I mean? And then he opened me up to, like, the music. Like, hip life. And, all. and he would tell me, like, yo, there's gonna be a time. Like, he told me, like, all this shit, like, about, like, Afro beats and how wow. he's like, yo, the next change, change...
0: the game,
1: Change, like, all these guys. Like, because he went to school with like, with, like, soccer there and all these guys. Really? So he saw these guys rapping and he saw, and he knew, like, yo, and he saw, like, Jay, all these different people small by small coming to Africa and taking sounds and, and stuff like that. And so when I went to Ghana for the first time, really, like... I, I understood it because everywhere I went and I, everywhere I went, I was like, dang, that's, that's, they're doing it wrong. Like, I was just like, that's hot, but they're doing it wrong. Yeah, They're not doing it the right way. And, and the thing is like, like in Africa, they don't have the same type of capitalism we have. Like mm. our culture is built really in a,
0: like you watch Mad Men. No, I have not watched Mad Men. It's, our culture
1: is really built. If you watch that show, mm-hmm. it will show you like really everything we know as being American was created in the ad agency.
0: Wow.
1: Like, even from rings, buying a ring, like the whole concept of like using what three months of your salary. Salary. Wow. An ad. Or like everything was in American culture was an ad agency. They came up with it. And we didn't, and Africans don't have that. So you can go to Africa, somebody wants to sell bread. Four or five people are going to sell the same bread, same type of bread, brand is the same, all lined up. And they're all going to ask for you to buy it. Mm-hmm. Even if you buy one from somebody else, they're going to say, buy the same bread from me. Yeah, Like culture of capitalism is different there. So mm-hmm. they don't have a competitive mind state of like, oh, this person is buying, selling their bread, but the way they're selling it, let me change my... um. My my the rapid. Let me change the, the how it's done. Let me do something. Let me move over here. See, they don't think like that. Mm-hmm. They think of yo. I'm selling. You, you buy. It. That's it. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's like I feel like African Americans can bring a whole nother culture mm-hmm. of of capitalism because if we're gonna be working in this shit, we need to really know this shit. Not like are uh, these rich Africans leaders. They don't know shit. They're just puppets. They go to school back and they just they just fuck around. Like more more African Americans that move to Ghana, within 10 years, they're gonna build a new like party, political party. Because they're not Mm -hmm. gonna stay and live in Ghana and then listen to these fools. They're not. They're gonna be like, no, we can create our own political party and and get this shit popping. And it will Mm -hmm. happen. And then even right now they're allowing diasporans to vote in Ghana. So as soon as that happens, things are gonna change. And I feel like we need that change to be able to be competitive. Because once you have that, people can start building schools. What if Kanye West came and built, I mean, shit, Kanye's a wild dude, but what if he came and he built like a whole ad agency in Ghana or in, in somewhere in Congo? And yeah. then it's cool where kids learn how to even know about sneaker culture. Know about all these things because soon China's coming. They're going to bring all their factories there because China, their middle class is getting high. the yeah. living is getting high. They're not going to work in factories anymore.
0: They're, they're already there, but, you know, we need to hurry up before they take all of Africa from us.
1: <laughs> they're going to come here and start building factories and start putting kids to work. So mm-hmm. why don't we build the factories? Why yeah. don't we build a chocolate manufacturing company that Definitely. can take... Take the take the raw material instead of taking the raw material all the way to Switzerland and Germany for them to make the chocolate and sell it back. Definitely. Why don't we? Do that? And then we can actually even know and 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 be able to have full 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 um, authority on the price of cocoa. Absolutely. Like now, how do we make this shit? We don't like there's so many contradictions that Africans are doing because they they don't know they don't mm-hmm. know the they don't know the game. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And Black America, Black America, they want culture. They want to understand themselves. We are all lost. We all want to know. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like we both can benefit ourselves, but I feel like definitely we, we're our own saviors and we don't know it. Absolutely. Is like, he getting pissed off at each
0: other? <laughs> I know well I want to thank you so much for speaking with me today it's been wonderful and I wish we could talk longer and I know Phil's going to be pissed because he had a lot of points and I'm sure would have wanted to have a more extensive conversation as to what you were talking about with um, you know us coming together yeah. as African people um, yeah so thank you so much and I wish you the best of luck <laughs> hopefully the borders open soon so we can go home and visit our family <laughs>
1: I'm like, yo, I'm like, luckily this year, one year that I was like, I'm going to settle. I'm going to yeah. sit. Yeah, but even right now I'm still like, damn, I wouldn't mind
0: like, just taking, Just like, dipping dip. for a second.
1: And it's like one of the times where I actually am financially fine with this oh. like, random ass trip. Like, Yeah, it's crazy. Right?
0: Yeah. I All right. Thank you like, so much. <laughs> thanks for having me. All right. Take care. peace and blessings family thank you for tuning in into another episode of creative habits podcast here is your quote of the day arguably no artist grows up if he shares the perception of childhood he ceases being an artist ned rowan don't forget to subscribe and tune in into the next episode peace